welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. This episode we have Netflix 246th film from 2020. It's the French action thriller called Lost Bullet, or Ballet Perdu. It's directed by Guelme Pirette. It stars Alban Lenore, Nicolas Duvachel, and Ramzi Badia. I'm Jesse. I'm here solo for this one. Apologies for my pronunciation on those French names. Don't speak a word of French, so sorry. But I'm here to talk about this film because I've seen it. If you haven't seen it and you're keen to check this one out, give us a pause now. Come back later on because I'm going to talk about this film. I'll try to not spoil it too much, but we do start our show with the fast flicks where we'll do a quick little summary of what the film's about. So this one is about this almost ex-con. He's not quite an ex-con. He almost is, and, and he's framed for murder. Um, and it's a murder that he didn't commit, so he's got to find the lost evidence to prove his innocence. And based on the title, I'm sure you can tell that this lost evidence is possibly a bullet. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's get into this one. I think, uh, you know, as we often say, and as I often say with international films on Netflix, it's very hard to find out anything about how the film was put together. Uh, realistically, I think that... The movie was shot over 38 days um, in the Mediterranean port city of Cete in uh, France. So that was a, an interesting little filming location. Um, the director, Guelmel Perret, he considered shooting the film on 16mm film. Um, would have been a cool look, but he had to switch to digital because of the budgetary concerns. This film already has a sequel, The Lost Bullet 2. It was released by Netflix on the 10th of November 2022, and a third one has been announced as well. So... I'm not sure whether that's based on people watching this and eyeballs or whether it's been popular, but we will get to that in a second as what people are saying about this. But before we do that, this was released on the 19th of June 2020 on Netflix worldwide. Across the world, the title has a couple of different variations. In Finnish, it's called The Missing Bullet instead of The Lost Bullet. Cool. In Germany, it's called The Stray Bullet. That also makes sense. In Cantonese, this takes a bit different take on this film. It's called car modification invincible and that's because uh, our main character likes to modify cars in um, Japanese it's called the lost bullet car chase in a distress <laughs> distress distress um, in Norwegian it's called projectile on the way in Polish it's called the lost orb so I guess the bullet's a bit of an orb in Swedish it's called an expired bullet and in Vietnamese Vietnamese it's called ammunition cool bunch of different titles for that one alright let's have a look at what critics and audiences are saying about this one. On Rotten Tomatoes, sits at 78% on nine reviews, that's fresh. The audience has it at 58%, that's on more than 100 ratings, so not quite fresh. Um, IMDb sits at a 6.3 out of 10 on 13,000 ratings, so that's a, again on the higher side. Letterboxd, it sits at a solid three out of five on nearly 7,000 ratings been logged by 24,000 people though. And on Metacritic, it sits at a 78 on four critic reviews, that's in the green end, and the audience at a 6.3 on 12 reviews, also in that green end too. A new thing that we're gonna try and put in here, the Metacritic score, if we can find it. Not many critics have seen this one though. Well, what are my early thoughts on this one? I thought it was well made, it was well performed, it looks good, and the practical action is super high quality. I recommend this one, I enjoyed this, I thought this was really good. So. Let's break into the characters, talk about what some of the characters do in this film. And I guess we start with Lino, who's our main protagonist. He's this mechanic who ends up in jail because he tries to rob a jewelry store by driving through a couple of uh, cement brick walls. Um, and while he's in jail, he, he gets offered this exchange program to help, I guess, uh, the cops pimp 
their cars out like his so you can sort of use the cop cars as like battering rams i guess um i guess you know he's um well i mentioned he's probably a little bit gutsy and a little bit um brash in his actions he does seem to want to do the right thing um and, and through the action sequences we've seen he seems to only hurt people as much as he needs to it's not like he he uses guns a lot in this or anything like that um he only uses the force that he needs to, to to get what he wants or get where he needs to go and i guess if we look at the the cop that sort of got him out um Shiraz, he's is the guy that he's got this good heart he's a cop he he thinks people deserve second chances um he, he's frustrated that police don't have the resources or the cars or the power that, that they need in these cars to actually um, you know, stop criminals and he does have a love for cars himself. He's got this Renault that, you know, he doesn't let anyone else touch it. He loves this car and, and you know, this good heart nature is a nice sort of character to sort of go along, uh, go next to Lino. If we look on the other side of things though, we've got uh, Areski who's this dodgy cop. He, he sort of, uh, I think he's a bit jealous of Shiraz and he wants to be in charge. He, he wants to, to be the boss. He wants to do things his way. Not necessarily the legal way, though. And his side partner is this guy called Marco. Um, Marco, I sort of liked. I thought he sort of had the chance of, of changing. But that was sort of thrown away very quickly. <laughs> the only other sort of character. We've got Quinton, who's sort of this uh, brother-like character for Lino. Lino takes him under his under his wings. Quinton was abandoned as a kid. And sort of, you know, we see him. He's a minimal sort of character, as is Julia, who's sort of put in as this love interest, I guess, of Lino. But this love interest isn't really addressed. Um, but she's there to help him in his times of needs. Um, all right, the director, Wellmo Perret. French, obviously, uh, first feature film. Done some TV, done some shorts, as well as um, this, the sequel to this film, The Lost Bullet 2. Um, Back for more is the subtext to that, that film. So we'll get to that film in a couple of years' time. All right, let's talk about some scenes. What are some things that I liked in this? I think... This is the scene that if you see this film, you're probably going to want to talk about this film. But there, there is a, oh, sorry, talk about this scene. The, this scene where Lino is uh, sort of locked up in the cop shop and he breaks out. It's just this completely nuts action sequence. It's such a mess. There's laptops used as weapons. It goes on and on. Uh, Lino sort of, he's almost escaped. He's out on the steps. He's, he's almost grasping with his hand to get out. And then he gets pulled back in. And then he gets capsicum spray. And he ends up escaping. Such a good little sequence of physical um hand-to-hand -hand combat almost uh, and a lot of the action scenes in this are the, the highlights I, I guess too um there's this scene where uh Lino and um Quentin are in, in this car together and they get away um and then you know they, they've had to fight and sort of put some bad cops away um and we get this cut back to a rescue that bad cop thinking that um that Lino and, and Quentin are going to be in the boot of this car and he opens the boot and it's his men that are actually in there and his response was like that's not what I expected I had a laugh I thought that was funny uh, there's a scene towards the end where Lino is filling his car, or not his car, but um, uh, Shiraz's red um, Renault car. He's filling it with gas and his face is all beat up after all these uh, action sequences, I guess. And there's these people that are filling up their car as well, just looking at him like a little bit shocked. And his response to them was, you know, it's for a movie. <laughs> that, that made me laugh too. Uh, and then I guess the, the final sort of car chase sequence that sort of combines into two sort of sequences. We've got um, this idea that um, Lino sort of, modified um this Renault and he's got this big hook on the front of the car and he breaks through this roadblock and that was cool and then there's this follow-on chase he keeps going along the riverbanks um and a rescue gets into a car and he's driving alongside him then Julia rocks up and wedges in between the two and uses it as like a battering ram and it was just a cool power move and cool to see cars flip and the camera work I thought was cool through that scene so it's really nice little scenes action sequences in this film uh, a couple of things I didn't like I think Quentin spoiler alert he dies. Um, I thought that it was a little bit over the top, his death sequence, especially the reaction we get from Lino too. I thought that was a bit over the top. I think uh, as we, they try to solve this 
bullet in the car at the end. We get almost like these CSI Vegas or CSI Miami shots of like the, the CSI crime team trying to, uh, you know, look at the car window and the dashboard. It was, it was a bit over the top. Um, and finally, like a rescue, this bad guy, Towards the end, we have no context about anything other than his work throughout this film. It's like he's dedicated to his work, that's it. But we have this shot at the end where he goes home to pack his bags to run away and get money. And we literally see him looking through this window at his wife and his kids playing in the yard. And then he just walks off. Uh, there was no context for that family, so that scene was a little bit uh, laughable, to say the least. But theme, some ideas in this one. I think, you know, um, obviously corruption in the police force we've seen that in a lot of films um over the years but you know the idea of putting trust into people but then through this character of leno too you've got that idea of second chances you know allowing people to change allowing people to grow and do the right thing um and good versus evil good versus evil bad versus good etc uh what did i take away from this one I, I sort of touched on this in the scenes anyway but some of these action set pieces was so good to see, especially because they don't have this over-reliance on CGI. They, they were all practically done and they just look so real. Um, appreciated the work that they did do on those scenes. IMDb, we have a segment where we talk about if we jumped on IMDb to check anyone out. I, I wanted to check Leno out, the, the main guy in this film, played by Alvin Lenore. I liked his work, um, he had a familiar sort of face, uh, but the only film that I've seen that he was in was um, Taken with Liam Neeson, but he was an uncredited security agent. <laughs> um, so definitely don't don't know him from anywhere. I think that it was interesting as I was looking into him though, that um, you know he used to be a stuntman and he did a lot of the stunts um, in the film himself. So that's a good little context behind him as an actor. Some questions, questions or some ponderings about this one. I think, uh, you know, Oreski, I mentioned before that we see him sort of escape from his family. I haven't seen the sequel, but I'm, I'd am i like to just put this onto audio catalog now and say, I'm guessing the sequel has some sort of revenge plot where he goes after Lino. I just reckon that's gonna happen. Haven't looked it up, but that's my guess. We'll see if I'm right um, in a couple of years times. The other thing I guess too, is we had Marco, this character who at the end, um, they sort of make it out as if Lino's shot him dead, but we go back and we sort of see that uh, Lena actually tied him up in the barn, but we didn't go back and check on him. So did a rescue go and get him? Is he teamed back up with him? What actually happened to him? I'm interested, I'm intrigued. So maybe that will be answered in the sequel too. Uh, the only other sort of observation, <laughs> that rampage that I really liked through the cop shop, it was really good. The, the sequences are good. It was cool seeing this one guy take out so many cops, but surely Lino needed some sort of consequence or time for that beat up that he that he held because there were so many police officers in there that, that got injured. He'd be doing so much time, but he's just let off the hook because he solves this crime, even though he commits so many more crimes in the <laughs> in the in the doing. Uh, all right, I'm ready to wrap this one up. I I, know, I was into this. I liked it. I thought it was good. There's not much character development, but that's probably not why you're going to watch this film. It, you're watching it for the cool car chases. You're watching it for the action sequences. And as I said, those action sequences are done really effectively. Um, they keep your eyes glued to the screen. So I appreciated that. thought this was worth a watch. Three out of five for me on this film. As always, we have all the socials that you can think of. Look us up at Flix Forum. The question I want to put on our um, social media post with this one is, are you interested in checking out the sequel? Mm, I am. It's not very often I say I'm, I'm interested in checking out the sequel, but I am, I'm pretty excited. I'm like, do I just go and watch the second one now that I'm so into this film? Um, it was good. So hopefully you've enjoyed this. Hopefully you enjoyed the chat. Next week, we're back. Next week, we are back with another international film, but this one's from Turkey. It's from 2020. It's a drama. It's called One Way to Tomorrow or Urena Tech Belay. It's directed by Ozan Akatan. It stars Meetan Akdolja, Dylan Setik, Deniz, and Tevik Kartal. That's what we got next week, a Turkish film. I'm, get, I'm thinking this is Netflix's 
first Turkish film because I don't remember doing one, but and we're, we're doing them all in order, so that's what we're up to next week. If you're keen on that, watch it in the meantime. Other than that, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.